Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. everyone welcome to this monday edition of no credentials required where you don't need to talk we don't need a press pass to talk sports <laughs> we're presented by belly up sports in association with godzilla media i'm ryan mccarthy one of your hosts to my to my right is a man who has who now has tinsels instead of tonsils <laughs> dustin henry dustin how are we doing today Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, hope you're doing well and uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas. And to quote the, the great Chris Berman once again, let us be the last to wish you a Merry Christmas and happy <laughs> holidays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's technically it's 12 days of Christmas. So, I mean, this is, this is technically day two. I think yeah, two, get your two turtle doves and Yesterday was a partridge in a pear tree, and tomorrow is <laughs> three French hens. So, I haven't done the addition of the multiplication on this, but I just I gotta figure out how many gifts there are at the end. Like, because you, you literally have 12, 12 partridges, twenty four turtle oh, doves, turtle doves, yeah, yeah, thirty six French hens. It's yeah, it's <laughs> astounding, astounding. But we're going to get to everything in just a moment. We're going to talk about the uh, talk about the, the week in the NFL so far. We have a game tonight. We'll try to get you out of here before seven, before 8.15. But before we do that, we just want to remind you about our social channels right down below. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at NoCredsREQ. Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube right now, smash that like button. Hit the notification bell. And you'll be informed. It's, it's youtube.com forward slash at no credits req. So if you're watching right now, again, give a smash the lo- smash that like button, hit the notification bell because that way you know when we are live or if we post another different or we'll post another video. On the podcast side, subscribe. Spreaker is currently our home base, uh, but we have some things working out with Billy Up right now as to why we're gonna we might move to another platform in the new year. But right now. You can find us on Spreaker. That's our home base. But you also find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, basically whatever platform you listen to. And also rate and review. 
if you leave a review and again, five star rating, five stars is always helpful because that way more people know about this podcast. If you leave a review, I might even read it on the air. So we're going to get going. Start off in week 16 in the NFL, big week again, lots of playoff implications. We'll kind of review that at the end, but we want to start off with our biggest upset of week 16. And Dustin, I want to hand it over to you first. So you have the honors of taking it away and letting us know, uh, let the audience know what you thought the biggest upset of this week was. Well, uh, I saw very limited football this week and, um, you know, I was in the midst of holiday celebrations, as I'm sure a lot of us were, and playing board games and watching Christmas movies and doing a lot of other things besides watching football. But I did catch some glimpses. And the biggest the biggest upset that surprised me, just based on how the two seasons have gone, was the Packers beating the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, I really... Upon watching some of the rundowns and the highlights of this game, I felt that the Dolphins really kind of gave this one away to the Packers. Uh, Tua, Tua throws three interceptions. Uh, I believe it was Raheem Mostert has a costly fumble. Um, there was a couple. Uh, the Packers' special teams set them up with great field position a couple of times on some returns. I just – the Packers didn't look – really all that crisp and um Aaron Rodgers he he looked okay but he didn't look unbelievable uh the Packers running game from what I saw really didn't get going all that well the AJ Dillon nor uh Aaron Jones really got it going and yet still the Packers come away with the victory in my opinion largely due to those Dolphins turnovers I think the Dolphins really Really gave this one away, but still the Packers have a win and they are technically still alive, I think, for the playoffs by by a slim margin. So. By a very slim margin at this point. But yeah, I mean those three turnovers that that two at Tagovailoa through the three interceptions were on three consecutive possessions. So those were those were those turned the game around. That, that turned the game around because yes. the first interception gave Green Bay the lead. It was twenty twenty, and it's all the tied up, and and uh, they wound up taking the lead. Tua throws another interception, and you got, and that uh, that gives them another cushion. And lastly, the last interception, no, game over. Yeah, game over. So yeah, yeah you could blame Tua Tagovailoa for. Those, those giving the, the Packers a game, but at the same time, you can't just rely on big plays for the entire season. No, yes, the big plays are huge in terms of yeah, it gives somebody it gives somebody fantasy points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great, big deal. But you, if you get too enough, you get in his face enough, he's going to make some big mistakes. And we'll also, I guess there was some big news that came over the wire about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Two us in concussion protocol again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Which I have a feeling both of us will dive into at the end of the show. But yeah, you have to wonder if 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 he maybe wasn't. Because I think it was, I think they showed the hit that they think caused him to enter the protocol and you have mm-hmm. to wonder if that was partially the cause of some of those turnovers, but you, you'll never know. Possibly. No, yeah, possibly. Yeah. You never know. So yeah, that's Dustin's biggest upset. My biggest upset. And I think 
pretty much the entire nation had this as the biggest upset in their minds. The Houston Texans, your Houston Texans, <laughs> beating the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee on Christmas Eve. And that is a huge blow. You got one win team being a team who is flailing right now. Their division lead is like they're actually they're now in second place in the AFC South. And Dustin, my prediction of the Jacksonville Jaguars overtaking the Tennessee Titans for the AFC division crown, it appears to be coming true. Yeah, you're mad. Yeah, I'm telling you. True. I'm telling you, I'm not going to mess with you. If this, if this, if this <laughs> works out, I, I'm going to be afraid of whatever you predict. You, these powers that you have. Are you but, kidding me? I'm afraid of what I predict. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I will say though, I had to see because I saw this, I saw this upset come across the wire, and uh, and I had a feeling you were going to talk about it. But I have to disagree because of what you just said. The Titans are on the ropes. They're they're kind of. They're kind of flailing. Tannehill, Tannehill's hurt. It was looking like he was going to uh, miss the season. So they were looking at starting Willis. Um, and Derrick Henry is the Titans offense. Everyone knows this. Yep. And the reason why I didn't think it was that big of an upset, even though it is a big upset, but why I thought the Packers over the Dolphins was bigger is because the Texans have been playing very well over the last, I'd say, three weeks. They took the Cowboys to the wire. They played well against. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was the Chiefs. They almost knocked the Chiefs off. They they gave the Chiefs all, all that they could handle. So, yeah. so uh, to me, them finally getting over the hump against this Titans team wasn't the big surprise that I, in my opinion, that I think everyone uh, thinks. I mean, the reason why I had it as the biggest upset is because. I just the way that they did it. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is about this Texans team, they're actually two one and one in the division, and they're two one and two seven and one in the conference. But uh, they, oh my gosh, this was just a, this, an amazing, wasn't <laughs> amazing, but it was just it was just the turn of events that it took because the the. Titans went up early. Derrick Henry had a big run, mm-hmm. and Rex Burkhead recovers a fumble in the end zone, tying <laughs> 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 the score. Then Houston takes the lead. Malik Willis has a 14-yard run. He then t- Tennessee takes the lead. Texans get within two or get within one. Another field goal by Kaimi Fairbairn, and then Brandon Cooks, the ill-used oh. Brandon Cooks. Catches a six-yard touchdown pass with two fifty-two to go in the game, and to me, is a monumental upset because the tight the Texans are going to get the number one pick overall this year mm-hmm. for sure, unless they win out the next two games. But I don't see that happening because they play the Jaguars and then they play, I believe, the Colts. Yep, yeah. It's funny that the, the schedule bookends with the Colts. They're they host <laughs> the Colts in week one. They're at the Colts in weeks uh, in week seventeen. Or week eighteen, so I, I mean, Houston's going to get the number one overall pick. It's just the, the worst, one of the worst teams in the probably the worst team in the NFL this year. Although Jared said it a couple weeks ago uh, on our program for our hundredth episode, he said the Texans are a lot better than what a lot of people think, and I, I 
had to agree with that and agree with it based on the based on the the result of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- the, t- uh, t- the Titans had other than Derrick Henry left, Derrick Henry right, Derrick Henry up the middle, <laughs> Derrick Henry catching a pass out of the backfield. They they have no no other offensive weapons. Yeah, I guess I guess Traylon Burks has done for the year if I'm not mistaken. So oh jeez. So yeah, this uh. I kind of saw this after the Jaguars beat up the Titans. I kind of saw this trend coming. I could, I consider this the biggest upset in my mind because it's just, it's just, uh, just because of the way that the division, that the division is. Yeah. Yeah. We said a couple weeks ago, who wants to, who wants to win the AFC South? Well, we're going to find out pretty soon. Yeah. And actually, somebody's going to do it. I, uh, I, I am mistaken. Traylon Burks is not out for the season, uh, but he did not play in this game. Wow. So, you, you if you're the Titans, you're looking at get, they just fired their GM a couple weeks ago too. After that, actually after the Jaguars game, they fired their GM. So I think if you're the Titans, got a lot of work cut out for you in the off season, mm-hmm. and it starts with that loss against Jacksonville, which probably sunk your season. And this one just makes you sink further. You oh, gotta yeah. win out. You gotta win out the rest of the. We gotta win out the rest of your schedule. And hope that Jacksonville messes up somehow, or you knock off Jacksonville in the final game of the season to win that division. And so it could come down to the wire, as you predicted. We'll have to see. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And Texans are the Texans are now a game behind Jacksonville. I think if Jacksonville wins and Tennessee loses next week, I think the Jacks, I think the Jaguars do wrap up the division because it would be too far of a hill to climb for uh, for Tennessee. So if I go to the Look at the standings. Jacksonville's well, actually, Jacksonville's they're both seven and eight, but right now the Jaguars own the tiebreaker. Um, so it would they would have to it would have to be a win, a win out situation for both teams, and they meet in the final game of the season in Jacksonville. And it kind of makes me wonder which if that's gonna be the game's gonna be flexed on Sunday night. Sunday football. night might be could could be, but if the if the Jets and the Dolphins, well, the Jets win last next week and the Dolphins lose last week, then we might that might be the game that will see whoever goes to the playoffs. So we'll see, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting uh, two weeks remaining in the season. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. brings us to our next category, as always, its biggest disappointment. And Zach Wilson, have a seat, my friend. It's <laughs> it's for both of us. So let me just get my let me just get my little section out of the way because I have a, I have a feeling that you're going to have a lot more to say. Um, but wow, I <laughs> I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was, and it speaks volumes that a quarterback that was just signed from the practice squad, uh, Chris Strebler, I believe, was able yep. to come in and immediately leave the lead the Jets on their on their uh, longest drive into Jacksonville territory. Um, but with that, I leave it to you. Okay, so. I don't know how this team doesn't move the ball with Zach Wilson in the backfield. I don't see how it happens. I don't know. I don't know why it happens. They had their chance to win last week against the, against the Lions. They had a really good chance to end their home and their home season with a big win in miserable weather. The diehards came out and saw this game, 
And after the first in, after the first, after half, uh, right the halftime, they're booing him off the field. And Robert saw, I'm surprised he didn't get yanked earlier because it wasn't until the, the first drive of the third quarter when he said, yep, Zach, your night's done. Your night's done. And they bring in a, a former CFL quarterback. And I'm not, I'm not knocking the CFL. Love the CFL. Plenty yeah. of talent up there. But it takes a former CFL quarterback to start moving the ball down the field. They had a chance to get within once, I think maybe two scores uh, on that drive on, the, on, the fir- on his first drive. And they couldn't, unfortunately, they couldn't get that. They, they lost on fourth down and Jacksonville got the ball back. And it was just basically that was game over. But how come every other quarterback in this, in, on this team in the quarterback's room can grasp this offense, but Zach Wilson can't. Take all those sacks. You get unprotected by your offensive line. The offensive line has something to do with it. That's that's for sure. But I don't understand how he's not grasping the offense. And they said after the game that Zach, you can tell Zach lost his confidence. He was he looked like he was done. He's like I didn't want he didn't want to be out there. Um, and I'm glad they yanked him because I think he would have gotten hurt if he if he stayed out there too much longer. Yeah, I think he's still. I think he's still playing hurt, which is part of the part of the reason why he's having all this trouble. But you're you were drafted second over. I mean, we talked about this last week. You were drafted second yes. overall in the NFL draft in 2021 for a reason. Now I don't know if it's on. I don't know which scout said we got to this kid out. He was su- he's super accurate. He's got arm strength. He's this and that, and he can run. He can run with the ball. I don't know which scout got fooled and thinking that this guy could play at this level. Personally, I think he should have stayed an extra season at BYU. Mm-hmm. Let his game develop because he, that was his first, because 2020 was his only year. He started, he started all 12, 13 games for BYU. Part of the problem is, I mean, I talked about this on snowman in the morning this morning, shout out to snowman. I know he's watching right now. Part of the problem is with these athletes, is that they get it in their heads from their a parent, a friend, an advisor, a coach, somebody who wants to try to make make some make a name off their success, and they overinflate their egos, and they overinflate the they overinflate the statistics. They have a great pro day, and they get to the NFL, and all of a sudden, or or this is it's for any. This is for any level, like any sport, and NFL, yeah. NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, and all of a sudden, like they get to the they get to the big leagues and they're deer in the headlights. So I think I don't know if this is the same way for Zach Wilson or not. There's a lot of factors that go into this. The the Jets' offensive coaches are not setting him up for success. They're they're letting him do too much, and I think when you let a quarterback that young do too much, I mean, look at Mark Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Look at his first two years as a New York Jet. When he was drafted, the Jets traded up to get him. His first two seasons, he was successful because he had a running game. Rex Ryan believed in the running game. He he believed the running game would set up Mark Sanchez uh, for success. And it did. For the first two seasons, it did. And then when Rex Ryan basically handed the keys to Sanchez to do to try to do amazing things on offense, he, he obviously floundered. And look, yeah. look what happened after that. So the 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 grumblings are Jake Lazer said on Saturday morning before the game started that 
it was reported that the Jets are probably going to move on from Zach Wilson, which is a shame. It's a shame, but in a way, I think you have to cut ties eventually. I I don't I don't yeah. know if they're going to bring in an established starter and let him sit for a season, like like a Jimmy G or Garner Minshew. Uh, don't bother with Lamar Jackson; he's going to be franchise tagged, and you're going to have to probably give a give a first one or two first round picks to get him. And Lord knows where the Jets are going to be in that draft order for next year. Right now, I think they're fifteenth right now. They could climb if they lose the next two games. I think they could climb up as high as ten. So we're back in the top ten of the draft again. <laughs> so again, it's my biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment. And again, it's not just on Zach Wilson alone, but he. No. I. But at the same time, you're the quarterback. You have to take the most responsibility. But yeah, and there's a myriad other of other factors, naming your offensive line being being a dog's breakfast. Uh, <laughs> Mike Lafleur not um, Mike Lafleur not giving you uh, not setting you up for success, and having the run game basically come to a screeching halt for two straight weeks when you're when you had success running the ball against the Bills and Chicago and. Pretty much any other team not named the New England Patriots. So, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's sad. This, it's sad that it's gonna have to come to this. I have a feeling they're probably gonna go shopping in the off season. But man, and could have thing, been. The thing is, you are a much more educated Jets fan, uh, and I would argue overall your football IQ is higher than mine. But the one thing that I took away from this game as I was sitting there watching it. The contrast between Zach Wilson on the field and Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence on the field, the number one and two picks, uh, respectively, in their drafts. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he's he's starting to figure it out. Yeah. He's really and uh, we all. I think Doug Peterson's a big reason why he's starting to figure. Yes, it out. yes, he's starting to, and you could tell in that game, he realized. I mean, Jacksonville threw it when they had to, but they didn't throw it much. Trevor no. Lawrence, he started figuring you could you could almost see the switch go off. And I don't know if this was coaching. I don't know if it was something Trevor decided himself. He said, these conditions suck. I can move. Let me run the ball a bit. And boy, did he. He was getting some chunk yards. You know, and it just – Zach Wilson, on the other hand, he did not have – that kind of command, you could see it. Trevor Lawrence is starting to feel comfortable after what I argued uh, previously on this show was probably one of the most tumultuous first seasons in the NFL that a young quarterback could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Doug Peterson's steady hand, I think, and steadying influences probably has a lot to do with this. But it, you know, when you're picked one and two respectively. That's indicating that in some people's mind, the gap between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson was not a huge gap, but it couldn't have looked any bigger in this game. Yeah, no, that definitely that definitely is is an astute observation, Dustin. I mean, this is going to this is turning into Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf all over again. Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean, Ryan Leaf, I mean, Man, that that he's that's one of the biggest uh you know, there's a part of me that wishes that he had figured it all out in in an alternate universe because 
because there are still people today that say Ryan Leaf was the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. He just mentally, there were signs that he yep. was not ready for anything that, and, and, and by some accounts was not a great teammate, even on his high school and college teams. But now Ryan Leaf has, has turned his life around after some hardships. Yep. And I, and I think mm-hmm. he does a lot of um, speaking engagements and, and, and things. And, uh, he finally seems to have turned it around, but man, I, I hope I understand the comparison there, but I hope it doesn't turn in in that direction yeah. for Mr. Yeah. Wilson. And part of it is also not, it's not just the accurate lack of accuracy; it's not the lack of control of this offense or knowledge of this offense. Durability is a huge issue too. It was evident last year when he hurt his knee, yeah. although Matt Judon ro- rolled on it and didn't get called. Still mad about that. <laughs> and there was the non non-contact injury he had in the in the preseason that caused him to go in for meniscus uh, repair surgery, meniscus, meniscus repair mm-hmm. and would be out for the first two weeks of the season. So or three weeks of the season. But it's just I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping they'll do a reevaluation after the season's over. Um but I think the best thing for the Jets to do right now is to find a team that will take him because that will actually be a smaller, it'll actually be a smaller cap hit if they trade him rather than cut him outright. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah. you know what? And, and for his sake, if it is time for the Jets to move on for him, from him, I hope he does get another opportunity because maybe a couple of years on the, on the bench learning behind somebody, maybe, he, maybe uh, we'll see what that scout, was seeing, you know, but uh, I think you put it, you laid it out very well. He he came out too early by from this this young point in his career. It certainly yeah. appears that he's overmatched. Yeah, and it's true for a lot of college athletes, whether it's again football, basketball, baseball. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of guys who are are told you're great, you're the best, you you can make it in the next league, but they're either physically or mentally unprepared. Yes. To go to the next level. And yes. that's part of the reason why I don't watch a lot of college basketball anymore because it's one and done uh, for these a lot of these kids who are in the bigger programs. Which is I like which is why I like I, I pay attention more to the mid-majors because kids tend to stay all four years unless you're an exceptional unless you're an exceptional talent like John Morant was at Murray State. There's a tendency to for those teams to play all four years together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's just it's it, it's just kids are either again they're either physically or mentally unprepared for the uh, for the expectations and demands of the of the of the next of the next level. So it's yeah. And let me say, I would bad. be as well. I would be as well. I was not. I I certainly was not equipped. Um, <laughs> You know, if I look at myself when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I was not equipped for um, adult responsibilities yet. And I'm not I'm not a person who was thrust into the spotlight. So, mm-hmm. you know, who you, you always learn as you get older and you and you hopefully figure things out. I'm still trying to figure some things out. But, yeah. man, the pressure that is on these kids, especially. Uh, like you said, in some cases from their parents or maybe somebody around them who's looking to get a piece of, of their shine, a piece of, you know, or, yep. or exploit them. It's, it's a tough, tough thing to navigate. 
If you want a really good precautionary tale of this, watch the 30 for 30, the best that never was about oh, Marcus yes. Dupree. Yeah. He had uh, he had a, um, uh, uh, a sh- very shisty pastor advise him to le- to go to Oklahoma instead of stay home at South uh, uh, at the Southern Mississippi. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of things just kind of you know, went in a tailspin afterwards. And it was very it's a very sad story. Yeah. Very sad story. Yeah, because he clearly had talent. But yes, I remember I watched that 30 for 30. And then the things he went through to rehabilitate himself uh after his injuries and everything. And it just you have to wonder what could have what could have been. So I forgot to mention before we move on to our next next segment. Forgot to mention if you're watching right now, leave us a comment. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, ah, first so things tough. first. Smash that like button either way, and then leave us a comment. We gotta play that, and we gotta play that beautiful bean. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, play that, gotta play that music. Let's. Ah, here we go. Yeah, finish with us during the show. Actually, we have a couple of comments right now uh, from uh, right at the beginning of the hour. Uh, Kevin Wilson, Happy New Year's, guys! Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Same to you. Had a good one. And uh, Snowman chimed in. Tua is done. The 49ers are the most da- NFL's most dangerous team. The pack will get eliminated next week. Snowman's takes. Yeah, we appreciate that, Snowman. We appreciate you stopping by and giving us uh, giving us your takes. So we're going to move on from here to our most entertaining games. Dustin, I'm going to hand it over to you first. In your mind, from watching all these games, well, just catching up on highlights of these games, yeah, yeah. for you, what was the most entertaining game of, the, of, the, of this week? For me, I think I got to give it to I got to give it to Eagles Cowboys. This was a and and it's mostly because of the intrigue in my own mind that surrounded this game. I wanted to see because there are people, there are I'll call them haters. There are people that are saying, "Oh, Jalen Hurts, a cup of haters." Yeah, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Oh, he's he's not that good. It's because he has talent around him. It's because of everything, and. And first of all, we saw that Jalen Hurts definitely adds another dimension to this offense. Um, No disrespect to Gardner Minshew. I thought he handled himself well in this game. He did have, I believe, two picks. You never want to see it, but but I mean – you know, there are there are some Cowboys out the Cowboys fans out there today um, saying, oh, we beat the Eagles. The Cowboys are for real. You beat the Eagles with Gardner Minshew in at quarterback and you and you still didn't. It's not like you ran him off the field. Gardner Mm -hmm. Minshew was able to go in there with the Eagles weapons around them. And he was able to, you know, score, I think, 34 points on a Cowboys defense that a lot of people were saying, oh, it's it's one of the top ones in the NFL. So to me, this speaks more about the Philadelphia Eagles and why they have the best record in the NFL. And they've shown that they're far and away, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC still. Uh, well, wait a minute. Have to re- have to revise that. The Niners are, are there with them. The mm-hmm. Niners are certainly that defense and the weapons that they have with Christian McCaffrey and everything. And I, as I've said in the past, I like the way Brock Purdy carries himself, but to me, the Cowboys fans that are chirping today about we beat the Eagles, we beat the Eagles, I think it says more about your Cowboys squad that the Eagles were able to almost pull one out with Gardner Minshew in there at quarterback, chucking it around the yard. Hmm. So, you know, it's uh, to me that was 
that was the biggest game. It also, the stakes felt high. The NFC East has been an entertaining division this year. So I was just, I was swept up in the atmosphere, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, in my mind, the most entertaining game was between the Giants and the Vikings. Uh, I was at my brother's house. We were having Christmas Eve lunch oh, uh, nice. hanging out afterwards and uh, sitting on their couch with a cat in my lap and, and, uh, just watching some hot. Uh, he had NFL game day on. He didn't have red zone, which was kind of disappointing. Oh man! I, I talked to my brother about that. Like Jim, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is not red zone. This is game day. <laughs> it's commercials. It's, we want commercial free football. <laughs> but the Giants have to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Vikings had to win to try to keep their hopes for the number one seed alive. I don't think. The Vikings will get to that number one seed, but the Giants, I got a hand to the Giants. They they hung in with the Vikings all, all game, and they just kept in there. They kept hanging out, hanging around, hanging around. They went up eventually tying the score, got the got touched. Saquon Barkley had a touchdown. They got the two-point conversion. They tied the score at 24, and it's a little bit more time than they probably wanted to on the clock for for Kirk Cousins to do his magic with Justin Jefferson. <laughs> oh man, what a beast that guy is. And then uh the Vikings get the game winning field goal. I guess it was a franchise record. Greg jo- it was Greg Joseph had the game winning field goal, 61 yards to to win the game, which was a, an exciting ending. Uh I guess they they're trying a new tradition. I, I guess one for at least for one home game in December, it's the whiteout game. They're trying to they're trying a new tradition now. The whiteout game where they have all the fans where all the fans wear white. Vikings wear their all white uniforms and the white end zones, which is kind of which for a dome stadium and try to make it look like a snow, <laughs> like a <laughs> snow on the ground. Which I'm kind of glad it didn't have a retractable roof because uh, I understand it was probably below zero in Minnesota before no, during the game. Uh, we had this wicked, you know, it's cold. It's cold in December. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Vikings stay within the Vikings stay in the hunt for the number one seed. They're they're one game back. Minnesota and, and San Francisco is right in their tail with the Cowboys right in their tail, too. So um, so and, and so and it's another one of those games where it comes down to the last possession of the game and the Vikings went up pulling it out. So good on them. The Giants, I think they're they're still alive. They're the number one. They're the number six seed right now, and uh, the NFC playoff picture. They they stay alive based on the Lions and unfortunately your Seattle Seahawks losing uh, on Saturday too. So that was not surprising. And Washington still is in the seventh seed. So based on those two losses, so that's it's a whack another wacky week. We've come to expect the NFL. Yes. Chaos. <laughs> yes. Now the the most surprising uh, the most surprising thing about the Seahawks um, Chiefs game was the amount of Seahawks that were shirtless before the game. So <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> so yeah, and what, was it ten degrees at kickoff at Arrowhead? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it we was can do we can colder. We're we're tough. We're tough. And you lost by two scores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick commercial break. Thanks to our friends at Invader Coffee. We, we're, when we come right back, talk about our most notable performances and our hottest individual takes coming into this week after week 16. Well, 
most of week 16. We have a game tonight. Again, we'll get you out of here. We'll try to get everybody out of here by 8.15. So you can, if you want to watch that game, you can go do it. I'm going to watch Letterkenny season 11 myself. So I, I think I'm going to watch uh, Knives Out because I haven't seen that yet and Glass Onions out today. So I want to I catch up here. There you go. There you go. We'll see a quick commercial break from our friends in Invader Coffee. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good, quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks, 15% off. And use our link in the description. We have our link in our description both on the Facebook and YouTube streams. And if you use promo code belly up you still get 15 percent off your order which is really really great so uh so go ahead and order from them helps the show and use that promo code get yourself some really awesome coffee dustin i have a feeling you probably enjoyed some during the uh during the christmas uh during christmas holiday i suspect i did i did christmas eve morning and christmas day uh i had cups of the um snickerdoodle flavored coffee i really uh, enjoyed cookie that. crumble yes yeah. the cookie crumble that was it was fantastic my uh, my sister i will say she next leveled that she put hot chocolate in it too that mm. was delicious okay. but uh yeah i was loving that snickerdoodle coffee it was the perfect christmas morning accompaniment awesome Awesome, awesome, awesome. I, I'm still I'm still in the bad Santa. I'm kind of between I got a little bit uh, about half the bag of each left before I have to order more. So yeah, okay. Um, so gotta get myself an order of invader coffee. Hey, I'll use the promo code. I'll yeah, use why the, not? And to to get the fifteen percent off and I'll use the I'll use the link to, to help out our uh help out with the affiliation, help out the show. So we're gonna go to most noble performance, and I gotta say. This Carolina Panthers team has turned it around, uh, mostly <laughs> mostly because Matt Rule does not know how to coach in the NFL. <laughs> Good luck in Nebraska, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know, my, I know my buddy James, who's uh, who's uh, he's been on the show talking about Nebraska. He's a big Nebraska football fan. He's from Nebraska. He's extremely happy about Matt Rule coming to town. Not so much a great pro coach, much better college coach. So good luck to him in Nebraska. But ever since Steve Wilkes took over this team, all they're doing is grounding and pounding, grounding and pounding. And listen to these stats from the Carolina Panthers running game. 43 rushes, 320 yards. Deontay Foreman ran for 165 yards and a touchdown. Chubba Hubbard ran for 125 himself. And they grounded and pounded the Lions' playoff chances while keeping their own playoff hopes alive. Dustin... Another one, one of my, another one of my predictions might come true. I know <laughs> this is nuts. This is this scary. Is nuts. So, and and you know what? I did I did in a roundabout way. I predicted that they would make the playoffs as well. I think I had them at a, as you a, have wild, a you card. Have a wild card. Yes, but where I was wildly wrong 
is that I thought Baker Mayfield would be leading this offense. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's going to be Sam. It's Sam Darnold leading this offense. Like, My goodness. Hey, Darnold. <laughs> hey, Darnold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I have to tip. I have to tip my uh, my cap and say that I that was also my most notable performance because I was I was watching the stats tick up because I was checking my fantasy matchup as you do, and I said Dante Foreman is single handedly keeping me in this. They, they were the Carolina run game was unbelievable. Now has to be said with a caveat that the Lions have not been able to defend the run all year. Now, they've shored up their defense on the pass. But- I, with a caveat, they they held the Jets to 50 yards in their game, which was which was inexplicable. Yeah, that the is next week they shocking. 300, the next week they allow almost 320 yards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so with one notable exception – the Lions have not been able to run or defend the run pretty much all year. But with that being said, that doesn't that doesn't diminish what uh, Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard did for a Carolina ground game any less, in my opinion. You know what's the saying? You're you you do what you're supposed to do against against. Um, you know, a lot of times people say you do what you're supposed to do against te- uh, against teams that are inferior to you 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 beat the teams you're supposed to beat yep and uh i would say this is a case of that it doesn't matter that the lions uh run defense for the most part is lackluster it just Dante foreman and chuba hubbard took advantage of their opportunity and pardon the pun they ran with it (laughs) now this is the schedule now now the panthers actually just reunited with josh norman he came back to the team uh, yeah, I saw the, that one of the, uh, one of the horn uh, is out. JC Hunt is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had surgery for the broke for had had to have a, have a surgery on his broken wrist. But Josh Norman, I think he was recently with the was it Commanders? I want to say. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I know he's with the Bills last year, or two years ago. Oh, okay. But, uh, but no, it's. Uh, Either way, I think he's a long way from the time uh, where he was. The Forty Niners. He was at the Forty Niners. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. As a probably a bit role, a bit player. So, um, but I mean that Niners defense is outstanding with even without a guy like him. But but this uh, their next two games, they're at Tampa on Sunday at one o'clock. And then they're at the Saints, so they had wrapped up their home their their home season. Um, but next week they're they're against they, they take on Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. who I believe they've already yeah they beat them up in in uh, earlier this year. They actually yeah, yeah they beat them up they beat them twenty one to three. So it's going to depend on which Buccaneers team shows up. Is, is it going to be the one that? Had to come back and beat the Carol- the Cardinals of all teams, the Cardinals. Yeah, with on Cliff a last Kingsbury who- field goal. Yeah, uh, with Cliff Kingsbury, who clearly it looks like he doesn't want to be there anymore. Or, <laughs> 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 but I think I think Carolina could 
Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Now, even if both the if if the bucket if the Panthers beat the Buccaneers next week and they lose to the Saints and they went up with the same record, the Panthers win the division because their head to head record is two or no against the Buccaneers. So all they have to do is win this game and basically they wrap up the division. It doesn't matter, it won't matter what happens in the Saints game, all this, although the Saints are still also the Saints are still also have a very outside chance of winning the division too, <laughs> which is weird. It, it's wild. It the is Saints wild. Need a, well, the thing is the, the Saints are at Philadelphia on Sunday. So yeah, I that's, that's think their chances be... <laughs> are very slim. The, the yeah. chances of winning that game are very, very slim. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what Saints fans are hoping for. They're hoping for, you know, a playoff berth, and then you can see another Andy Dalton first-round playoff exit. I'm sorry, <laughs> Bengals fans. I'm sorry, but that was the, his mo all the time when he was now, in Cincinnati. I, I had to look up the record for the most rushing yards in a game uh, by an NFL team, and that 320-yard performance wasn't even close. Wow. Okay. The team. The the record for the most rushing yards in a game for a team the new york giants back on november 11th 1950 oh <laughs> and they beat the baltimore colts 55 to 20 in oh, wow. that game and looking at the player stat oh <laughs> so the Giants attempted only five pa- I'm sorry, they, they they attempted only eleven passes in that game. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's what it was. Run it back then. That's they what attempt, yeah, they attempted eleven passes in that game. Eddie Price ran Eddie Price ran for 145 yards. Travis Tidwell had 75 yards. And I'm sorry, Eddie Price had 145 yards on 14 attempts with two touchdowns. Travis Tidwell, three attempts, 75 yards and a touchdown. Gene Roberts, 71 yards. Bob Jackson, 62 yards. Jim Austin Darp, 54 yards. Joe Scott, eight yards. Randy Clay, seven yards. 423 yards, six rushing touchdowns. And this was their this was their this was this was their statistics passing between two quarterbacks. Six for eleven, fifty-five yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Oh man. Man, I I love the NFL, but I don't know if I could have watched football in the in the fifties. I, I now I see, you know, now I see why Paul Brown was so revolutionary because he he really opened up the game. But it but it appears that there are some coaches that just wanted to run it down your throat still. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, Paul Brown. Paul Brown was the one who who kind of. Um, popularized the forward pass was he not i'm trying to remember my 
it's been a while since I've seen that that football life. Uh, it, it might it may have been uh, Hallis. Oh yeah, okay. Let's George Hallis, who uh, I mean, Notre Dame was credited for for inventing the forward pass with Newt Rockney, but I believe professionally it might have been George Hallis who. First pass in a professional game. But, but Let's Paul see. Paul Brown could have also. I mean, he they played when they Cleveland Browns played in the AAFC, the All American Football Conference. He would probably with he had Otto Graham as his quarterback, mm-hmm. and he broke record all sorts of records back then before Johnny Nice came along. Yeah, so I don't. Let's see. I'm looking at. I'm looking it up here. Whoa, this is a long Wikipedia article. But you <laughs> are right. You are right. Newt Rockney. Uh, he was the first one. Let's see. Yeah, and yeah, the Ford, if I remember correctly, the Ford pass was illegal for a very long time in football. It was. It was because they, sty- they stylized they they stylized it after rugby. Okay, I was way I was way off. The first one was first forward pass in in a professional game may have been thrown in an Ohio league game played on October 25th 1906 now that's not that's not definite but oh man uh the forward pass was legalized on February 25th 1933 so that's when it that's when it was finally legal to throw a forward pass ah, okay. but yeah apparently so. i was way off on my you know paul brown assumption there <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you 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 wouldn't be wrong. I mean, that was probably the Cleveland Browns were probably the team that used the most when they were yeah in, when in they the were All American Football Conference. They moved to the, then they moved to the NFL and won a bunch of titles on the get from the get go. So we're gonna move on to our hottest individual takes of the week. And Dustin, I have a feeling it's gonna we're on the same wavelength here. Uh, yeah, on, on, those, on their hottest individual take of the week. So I'm gonna have you start off first. Uh, as the uh, as the uh, uh, for this hottest individual take, well, and you could probably guess if you've if you've listened to our show, you know that we had a lengthy discussion about this very this very same issue with one yep. Brian Katie when he joined yes, us sir. on the show. That's correct. Now, but the thing that I'm going to say, and I'm and I'm going to kind of make, I'll make a quick point so that you can get in there with your point because I, I know we have the same general overarching feeling. But it's getting to the point where you're really fearing for Tua's safety at this point. We found out today that he is in the con- concussion protocol yet again, and my first instinct is. I think I know the NFL tried to tighten up the concussion evaluation protocol, but I think more work needs to be done. How are we finding out just now that he's in the concussion protocol? Right. And, and, and ironically yet again, it's the dolphins, you know, and the dolphins had that, that independent medical consultant who cleared him when he had no business being cleared. And it was, and it was clear to everybody's mind, but, in everybody's eye who saw that game, Tua looked punch drunk in that Cincinnati game. Yeah. And they and they cleared him. Um, but this is more work needs to be done because now you're 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 messing with the with the career and livelihood of a very young quarterback who has already overcome injuries in his career. Mm-hmm. And and I am no medical professional, but I have heard that the cumulative effects of concussions can add up as you as you get uh, after you get one, 
supposedly, I think, if memory serves, you become slightly more susceptible to them in the future. And then if you just keep getting con- concussions, it, it's not good. Every Whether you... No. Whether you really believe in a lot of the research that has been done about CTE or or not, which I don't know how at this point you could argue it's not a it, thing. It's still it's still a very. I mean, I have I have my beliefs that CTE could be a th- it could be a thing. I I'm starting to believe it can. Yeah, but the but the the research is so. I wouldn't say young. It's we don't have too much material. We don't have too much yeah. research. We have we can't go back fifty years. No, to look at it. It's only we've only really started looking at it over the last decade or two. Yes, and I would agree that that it is. Um, you know, it's relatively new. It's new ground. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. But the cumulative effects of concussions uh, do seem to be a thing. I mean, look at Matt. Look at Matthew Stafford. He. He is in the concussion pro. He was in the p- concussion protocol, I believe, for the second time this year, and his season's over. Yeah. So, uh, and now Stafford is a little older, but clearly more work needs to be done on um, evaluating concussions in game and maybe taking a look at players. And it's just it's just unfortunate and concerning that it's the same player um, yeah. yet again. Yeah, yeah, and I. I- yeah, it's, this is all about Tua. I think I think if he wants to maybe save his career, and I, I don't say this just because I'm a Jets fan. This is a, this is purely as an observe a pure observational, uh, just a, from a pure observational standpoint as a football fan and a concerned human being. To save his career, I think Tua needs to shut it down for the rest of the season. You got two games left, and yes, your team is in a huge spot. You could go to the playoffs after after not being there since 2016. You still have the rest of your career to think about. And yes, you know, the thing about concussions, I remember Sidney Crosby had concussion issues, had, had some really bad issues for a while until, until, until a couple of years ago when he started playing again, but they, they found his symptoms were coming from work coming more from his spinal cord than they were his his actual head okay so i wonder i, I gotta wonder if this is that it's the same thing or it's not just a head being rattled around but it's also your spinal cord being affected especially up yeah. here in the neck so maybe it's misaligned I, somewhere or something possibly possibly so I, I i if i'm if i'm mike mcdaniel if i'm uh chris Greer, if i'm uh chris Greer the GM, I'm sitting them down. I'm saying, listen, you, we had you go through concussion protocol once already. We saw what happened in the game in Cincinnati where your, where you were, your fingers were mangled, not so much mangled from getting hit, but just being mangled from just distorted from, from the hit you took because it hit your head hit the ground. That's a scary situation. And then it has happened again. I don't know. I, and, you, and Dustin, you, you alluded to it earlier in the show you have to wonder if that can, if that had to do with the three interceptions he threw in the last three possessions of the game for the Dolphins. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm those two guys, I'm sitting them right. I'm sitting them down right now, and I'm saying to Tua, I said you know, I would say Tua, we love you. We know how much you want to win. We know how much you're a competitor, but this is the, you're, you're taking your life into your hands whenever you go on the football field, and we want we think it would be best for you for your for your long term for your career 
also your life ahead of you after your career, it's best that you set up these next two games for this season. Let Teddy take over. Let Teddy Bridgewater take Teddy Two Gloves take over. Yeah, he's more than competent. He's more than, than uh, more than competent to take over this offense for you. In your in your stead, we got two big games coming up. I know you want to play, but your life is so much more important. Your career is so much more important, and your life after your postseason career, your post playing career, is so much more important than than jeopardizing your health just because you want to go out there and play. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying this as a New York Jets fan because they're in the playoff hunt too, but I say this as a cat, as a hardcore observer of football, your health is so much more important than, than what could be the next two games. Cause who knows what happens with you next time you get hit. Yeah. It could be a situation again, like you were in Cincinnati. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing because, and I, and I think, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm right about this, but I think a large reason that that uh, Troy Aikman was retired was due to the fact that at the end of his career, he was sustaining a lot of concussions. Same with Steve Young. Yeah. Those were in the days of AstroTurf. Yeah. Yeah. That basically was like concrete when you're, you know, playing on it. So it it literally was. It was concrete and then maybe a little bit of cushioning and then AstroTurf. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So, I mean, that's just I and I think and I hope everybody who's watching, listening, realizes Ryan and I, this is this is an issue that's bigger than football. Uh, I think we're both genuinely concerned for uh, to his well-being at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, definitely think so. I'm a bonus hottest individual take this week. <laughs> so after last night's absolute debacle. In Los Angeles for oh. the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett has mercifully been fired from from the head coaching duties. He, he's been relieved of his coaching duties with the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm pretty sure Broncos fan or Broncos fans, uh, if they're watching or listening, are rejoicing over the fact that they are they no longer have to see this man run this team. And wow. especially, I, I I don't think the last night's yesterday's loss had to do. With the, had to do with it more so much of the teammates getting in fights with each other yeah, on the sideline during the game. Randy Gregory threw a punch at Nathaniel Hackett is is what I'm what I'm hearing. I, I was referring to Trevor to uh to uh Brett Rippon and one of his offensive and one of the offensive linemen getting into a scuffle. But if <laughs> I that's that's news to me if, if yeah. Randy Gregory's throwing punches at Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> apparently he swung on him. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. It was just something I read, but I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't verify, but man, things were clearly, the wheels were long off the track for the, for the Hackett regime there. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really bad, I mean, they got off to the, they got to the win this, a win this season and just kind of the wheels fell off right from there. So, Man, if if you're the Broncos, I mean, who are you bringing in next year as your coach? Are you bringing in Sean Payton? Are you bringing in Dan Quinn? Are you bringing in uh, somebody from Phillies or, or even um, D'Amico Ryans, who's who's is a big name, who's uh, being floated out there as a next head coach, uh, as a new as the next head coach of a football team? Uh, who are you bring in? Yeah, I mean, I uh, if memory serves, I think Dan Quinn was one of the finalists for the job last year before mm-hmm. they went for Hackett. Um, 
And apparently Sean Payton is so interested in getting back into coaching that the rumors, the rumors are that he's already started uh, assembling a quote unquote all-star staff. One of which would be, I think Vic Fangio would be his defensive coordinator. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, Peyton's going to be able to pick where he wants to go. He's going to he's going to look at all the openings and he's going to decide which is best. And you have to wonder if the Broncos would be considered best right now. I mean, I'll be interested these last two weeks uh, to see if if Russell Wilson all of a sudden plays a little bit better uh, without Nathaniel Hackett in there. I don't know. Uh, sometimes coaching changes spark teams a little bit, but uh, yeah, this was this was a failed experiment, and you you have to wonder, like you said, who are they going to bring in? Are, is the taste left in people's mouths so sour now that they're not going to want to they're not going to want to go there? But I, I don't think that's the case. Ultimately, I do think the Broncos have some talent. Um, prior to the Rams game, I thought starting their defense in fantasy was a good idea because they're oh, no. because the Broncos uh, the Broncos defense has been has been oh, no. playing very well. You know, I thought I could stream them. I thought I could stream them. That was a problem. Oh, um, poor Dustin. But, but, the, <laughs> but the Broncos the Broncos do have some defensive talent. Russell they do. is Russell is there. They do have. Um, uh, they do have some receivers that are believed to be talented. Jerry Judy really hasn't shown much yet, but a lot of people believe in his talent. And um, and they did have some injuries at the beginning of the year that didn't help them, but uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting yeah. for sure. So Brett Rippon got into a scuffle with Dalton Risner on the sideline <laughs> in the third quarter. And that was after, after – uh, Russell Wilson got sacked in the back-to-back plays. I have to correct myself too. Uh, the Broncos lost their opening game. Uh, yes, they, to my your Seahawks. Seahawks. I apologize. I, so I misspoke. <laughs> but you, we'll always have we'll always have this quote from Nathaniel Hackett. Looking back at it, definitely should have gone for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he because <laughs> they kicked what like a sixty-four yard field goal. Yeah, they, they kicked a sixty-four yard field goal instead of instead of trying to go for it on fourth and five in the closing minute of the game. <laughs> yeah. So the worst clock management in, in the history of football. And so, and, and looking at a little bit in the article. So at the end, it says that uh, Randy Gregory and Rams guard Ode Abushi exchanged words and Gregory punched Abushi in the helmet. So he didn't okay. swing at Nathaniel Hackett. He swung on another team's. Okay. All player. right. So I misread, I misread something, but uh, oh boy, that's, that's not good. And and the other thing is we should have – you and I have talked. We don't want anybody – it's never – we never rejoice in anyone losing their job. No, but we, we should have we seen sh- – We shouldn't. But we should be us. Seen, <laughs> I know. I know. But we should have seen this coming when they yeah. had to bring in a clock management, like, assistant. Um, somebody who was, who was formerly of the Baltimore Ravens staff, the current – uh, the current uh, interim coach, he was brought in specifically to help Nathaniel Hackett with his time and clock management decision making. Oh. Oh. So, so, man. Well, I will say this though: 
I think Nathaniel Hackett, here's my hottest take of the week. Okay. Sure. All right. Hackett has supplanted Adam Gase as the worst coach (laughs) in NFL history, which proves, which proves the point, which goes to show you, you can coach all the legendary quarterbacks in this league. Mm -hmm. And yet you are terrible head coach. Yeah. Terrible head coach. Yeah, you know, not everybody is Mike Holmgren. You know, I'm just gonna nope. say it. He was he was known for coaching those those legendary quarterbacks. And yeah, those tree, those those tree, and also the coaching tree he had too. Yes, and I mean, and I mean, he did go on to coaching success for sure. Uh, uh, but he wasn't, you know, later in his the, at least with the Packers. Yes, those with Browns the Packers, years were. The Browns Ugh. years, yeah, that was well. It is because it's because it's because of my. I always said this when Mike Holmgren was coach of of my beloved Seahawks. If he was coach and GM, he didn't do a great job at either. But the year the year that the Seahawks won thirteen and three and went to the Super Bowl is because Tim Ruskell was GM. Mike Holmgren could finally just coach. And uh, he did a great job there. But then he goes to the Browns to be their football czar. Remember that term? And that was just yep. a dumpster fire. That was a dumpster. That was a train wreck full of dumpster fires. Yeah. Boy. Boy. So, so, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to conclude this show in just a moment. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, actually, just have a quick word from one of our friends at Godzilla Media, and that is Mohawk Honda. It's cold out there. Uh, if you haven't noticed in the Mighty 518, it's cold out there. It's gonna, it's snowy. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You need a vehicle that can get you to and from safe and sound. And while the seasons may change, one constant is a buying experience at Mohawk Honda where you are tr- greeted with a smile and you are treated with respect. And the new inventory is ramping up to the vehicles, like the pilots, the passports and ridgelines. They're all four wheel drive. Great way to get yourself through that snow. And remember, this is the best time. To sell your vehicle they buy cars and in some cases you may be able to sell it for more than what you paid for it that's another advantage you get from the number one deal volume dealer in the capital region general manager greg general manager greg johnson and his team of sales consultants are always available to help you in the buying experience and they had big news as scott Moynihan is back at mohawk honda he brings his 30 plus years of automotive experience with him stop in welcome scott home you can also see my guy Evans Whalen, he's the guy who got me into my 2016 Honda HRV. Yes, the seasons change, but at Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia or at MohawkHonda.com, they always go out of their way to please you. All right. 
And again, thank you from to Mohawk Kana for being a partner with Godzilla Media. Now, we'll t- let's talk about briefly about the updated for now NFL playoff picture because tonight, uh, in about uh, I'd say about ten, 10 minutes, minutes, yeah, uh, the Chargers will kick off against the Indianapolis Colts, and I believe if the Chargers win, they can wrap up a playoff birth so if we look at the nfl standings current we have in the afc buffalo and kansas city tied at 12 and 3 but the bills have the tiebreaker advantage over the chiefs based on head-to-head cincinnati is a three seed at 11 and 4 jacksonville is currently the number four seed at seven and eight baltimore has clinched the playoff spot as well at 10 and 5 the chargers are at eight and six Miami's at, at seven seed at eight and seven. Then in the hunt, still in the hunt, the Patriots, the Jets, the Titans, the Steelers, and the Raiders. <laughs> still in the hunt at seven and eight. Dustin, looking at these four teams, look, actually looking at where do you see things over the next two weeks? What, Where do you see things going? Who's the number one seed and who gets in the wild card and who's going to wrap up that four spot for the, with the NFC, with the AFC uh, South? I well, I think that I think that the Chargers are going. I think the Chargers will win tonight, uh, obviously, and I think they will get into the playoffs. But we will see, we will see um, how they do. It's been a while it, it, for the Chargers to be in the playoffs, and I've said that there's something in their DNA that they just can't seem to get over the hump. But the AFC South specifically. We've been drinking a lot of the Kool-Aid here, but I think the Jaguars are going to do it. I think your prediction will come true. <laughs> and uh, that's scary to me. You wield this power. But right now, the Titans, now that Malik Willis is starting, I just don't think they can – I just don't think they can do it. And, and like I said earlier in the show, everyone knows that – their offense is just Derrick Henry. So in that AFC South, you said it was the the four, I believe. AFC South is the AFC South would be the four seed. That I think that's going to be the Jaguars. I really yeah. do. <laughs> I really do. So who do you? So the one thing I don't trust about the Chargers is that Brandon Staley is their head coach. Yeah, he, you've mentioned. I have that labeled. Before. I have labeled him the Aaron Boone of the NFL. <laughs> and there's a reason why is because he, he realized he, he relies too much on analytics and not enough on coaching touch. Like okay. game situations. So barring a miracle <laughs> by the, by the Colts, if the Colts don't beat at the, if the chargers win, then they have the right. They had the Rams, I, technically at home it's a it's a so it's so five field they share this they share the same field it's basically a home game for the rams because who roots for the chargers yeah and they end the season at denver so if they win tonight good for them they clinch the playoffs they clinch a playoff berth now that comes down to the last playoff seed the last wild card seed miami currently owns it they have two big games coming up in the in their division with New, they're at New England, who's right behind them for that eighth, who for that seventh seed, and they play the Jets on the final game of the season at seven or also at seven and eight. So, uh, but the Patriots play the Bills on the final game of the season. They're at 
Buffalo. I did for the final game that. of the season. So now here's the biggest here's the biggest curveball. Mike White was cleared today. Oh, and he's starting on Sunday. Him, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was Dr. Mentis Toboggan that cleared him. Uh, <laughs> but that's the biggest factor right now the jets if the jets went out they could sneak in as a seven seed if miami lose if new england beats miami then lose at buffalo and then the jets beat miami uh, beat seattle and they beat miami they could take that seven seed and play either kansas city or buffalo in the first round of the playoffs but that would in be... my mind in my mind for the last wild card spot I think it might be Miami who takes it just based on. Oh, you think the Dolphins are going to do it? I think the Dolphins could. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for my Jets hardcore because Mike White gives them the best chance to win. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think, I think, I don't think, I don't think they'll win it. I don't think they'll win in the no credentials required Derby in Seattle. Oh, you're, I see what you're doing. You're doing a reverse curse on me right now. You're making me think, oh, they, you know, it's going to be easy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and for that four seed, I think the Jaguars, they they went out and they yeah. take that. They take the division crown. And I think Mike Brabel's in a little bit of hot water uh, going into the offseason. I think, I think the GM getting fired in Tennessee doesn't bode well for the head coach afterwards. Yeah. Unless Vrabel's going to take over as GM, which I don't see that happening. No, and we just went over that uh sometimes coach slash GM doesn't doesn't work well. Um, no. But I I will say um and I have it I have it up in front of me now. I think that you're I think that you're correct. It's I hate to say it for you. I'm rooting. I'm hoping the jets find a way, but I think Miami just has too much talent um, not to get that last wild card spot. I mean, man, Jalen Waddle and, and, um, and uh, Tyreek Hill, Hill. they're so fast, so fast. Did you see that touchdown that Waddle had? And then Tyreek Hill was just running with them the whole run with them. Those two, man, they should be Olympic sprinters, maybe. They have a good shot in the Olympic I'm surprised Games. They're not. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they're not. It's uh it's unbelievable. So I do think now we'll have to we'll have to see what happens with, with Tua. If what if yeah. what you uh want the conversation that you wanted to have with him, if you were Dolphins Brass comes true, then we will see Teddy Bridgewater these these final couple of games. But uh New England I always want to say you always want to just because of their past success, you're like, oh, Belichick's going to find a way to sneak in there. Not with this offense. Not not no. with not with the three headed offensive coordinator. They're not going anywhere. No, I I agree with you there. I mean, <laughs> it's the, their defense will keep them in games like they did against Cincinnati, but this offense is ugh, yeah, gross. Yeah, and I think I think the number one seed in the in the AFC could come down to, I could shock people here, but I I think it's going to come down to Buffalo or Cincinnati. I don't think I don't think the Chiefs are going to be looking for that number one seed. Interesting, you say that because next Monday night the Bills are at Cincinnati. Oh man, that'll be a game. Spicy. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be a game for sure. That will be a game, and and since the Buffalo schedule is at Cincinnati, then at home. 
against New England in the final night of the season. Cincinnati is uh, again they host Buffalo and they and they host the Ravens, which could decide the NFC AFC North crown. And then Kansas City, uh, they play. They are they they host the Broncos, and they're at the Raiders in the final week of the season. So, if so, it could be it's it's definitely coming down to three teams for home field. And it's going to be a very interesting. Actually, you could technically say four teams. No, three teams for home field. Never mind. Never mind. I was going to say the Ravens, but they're ten and five. I don't think they could win the home field. Uh, like the most okay. could, the 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 best they could get is the third seed, and that's it. They can host a playoff game, but they'll, but they'll probably host. But they'll probably host uh, uh, the Chargers. So uh, the, the the Los Angeles Superchargers, which just Super doesn't Chargers. sound as good as the it San Diego Superchargers, it, it doesn't. <laughs> so in the NFC, let's look at the NFC playoff picture. Right now, the Eagles hold the one seed, followed by Minnesota, who are a game behind them, followed yeah. by the 49ers, who are a game behind them. <laughs> the four <laughs> seed is whoever wants to win the NFC South. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right now is right now is Tampa Bay. They have a one game lead over Carolina. Uh fifth seed is Dallas. Sixth seed is Giants. Seventh seed is the Commanders. Right behind them, right in the tail, in the hunt, are yeah. Dustin's Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers, the Carolina Panthers, who are also in the running for the NFC South Crown, and the New Orleans Saints, who are also still in the hunt for the <laughs> NFC South. <laughs> that is uh that is still boggles my mind. It boggles does. It, my mind. it does. Now Philadelphia, they host New England, they host New Orleans, and they host the Giants on the last game of the season. That could be that could also be one of those flex games for the uh for Sunday the night football. Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Uh the let's see the the, the Vikings play they're at the Packers and at the Bears. Packers are coming on strong the last couple weeks of the season. Um, and then the Bears are, well, they're the Bears. For San Francisco, they are at the Raiders. And then they're, they finish at home against the Cardinals. Those, those are two very those winnable are both games. Wins. Those are both winnable games. For the, I think we, we, ta- we already talked about the NFC South. Uh, the basically Sunday's game between Tampa and Carolina could basically decide the division. Uh, I don't see I don't see New Orleans beating Philadelphia. No, I. I and would if, be and if Philadelphia and if Philadelphia wins on Sunday, they clinched home. They've clinched home field. Yeah, uh, the Giants they are. They they had they're at home against the Colts. That's a winnable game. It should be a winnable game, and I think if they win next week, they clinch. They clinch a playoff spot, and they're at then they at the Eagles uh, to finish out the season. And then Washington, for Washington, it is at home against the Browns and at home against the Cowboys. So it depends on the for the Cowboys. It's all going to depend on if they rest their starters because they've already clinched their playoff spot. Yeah. Seattle is def- this Sunday is definitely a must win game because they're they host my New York Jets and then they're. Then they host the Rams for the uh, for the home closer. So they had to they had to win out and hope that the Commanders or the Giants, uh, although I would say that more so the Commanders 
have to lose one of their games. Detroit, Detroit is at home against the, the Bears, and they're at the Packers for the last game of the season. The Packers, we kind of already mentioned, they um, they play Minnesota, and they play um, the Lions. And Carolina, again, Carolina, whoever wins that game on Sunday between Carolina and Tampa Bay, that's going to decide the NFC South. That will be the four seed. Yeah. So, but they'll want to play. There are words to play the Cowboys <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, that could be tough. That could be so, tough. Although I feel like I the Eagles, the Eagles are going to be number one seed in the in the NFC. Yeah. I don't I don't think anything is stopping them. However, I do think that the that the 49ers will jump the Vikings to to be uh, to be the two seed. The Vikings. The Vikings just they don't I I've said it I have no hate on the Vikings but they just keep coming down to the wire and there's some crazy stats that I just don't understand with their negative point differential and everything the record that they have man the Vikings they they just I don't think they are what their record says they are You know what they remind me of they remind me of a an a, an NHL team that plays every single game like it's Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they're doing. They're fighting their for, the Vikings are fighting for their playoff lives for every single pretty much every win they've had this year. Yeah, I mean you've got to give it to them because they find a way to win those games. But it yeah, just you can't fault them. You can't fault yeah. them for winning all those games. But at the same time, you're like, what team is what kind of team is this? Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> that's that's my problem, and I and I just think that the 49ers are absolutely stacked everywhere. And um, last I knew, I think Debo Samuel, there's a chance he would be back for the playoffs, so that would be good for them. But yeah, I I'm really this is more of just a hope. This is uh, first off, I. I hate to admit it, but I think the Buccaneers are going to find a way maybe to win that NFC South just because sometimes when the game's on the line, you got to you got to wonder if old Tom Brady can do it. But the way that the way the Carolina defense has been playing that that that's going to be a tough game for them. Well, not only their defense, but their offense, especially run. Not the yes, that run, run game. game. Steve Wilkes has said, yeah, all right, let's just run the ball. Yeah, let's just do this thing. But I'm hoping that the Detroit Lions find a way <laughs> just because I I feel like they deserve it after the start that they had and then to mm-hmm. come just to turn it around. Um, I respect this team. I really do. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, we, were ta- we talked about it on uh, – I talked about it with, on Motor City Realists with uh, Mike and Zach. Uh, we talked about the Lions and the Jets kind of – they're on kind of similar – planes i could you could say mm-hmm. uh parallels so I, I if the lines and the jets don't make the playoffs this year i think they'll definitely make it next year i think i think for the lions it's going to i think it's going to come down to whether or not jerry goff stays and i think they probably need one more i think they're uh, i think they're at least on offense they're okay yeah. i think they're all set yeah, they have. They rebuilt, they rebuilt their offensive line. Uh, they have a pretty competent quarterback in the backfield. I think they're missing a piece on defense. I'm not sure where it is. Whether it be, I don't know if it's in the secondary or if it's a if that linebacker, they're missing. 
they're missing a piece somewhere. It's going to be a who's needs to be a big playmaker. Um, for the Jets, it's quarterback. It's it's, it's yeah. going to come down to who plays quarterback, and they've gone through four quarterbacks this year, and just need some stability back there. So in my mind, I think. I think care. I believe care. I think Carolina is still going to pull it out in the a- NFC South. Giants will clinch next week against a really horrible <laughs> Colts team, <laughs> and it's going to depend on which team we see for the Commanders. Yeah, uh, that's uh, in the next two weeks. Because are we going to see the one? Are we going to see the team that's lost two in a row? Who played? Who came? Came to the last possession, and even the NFL came out and said, "Yeah, we made a mistake on that Giants game. We should have called DPI mm-hmm. um, instead of instead of illegal <laughs> illegal shift." Um, it's also going to depend on you know, who shows up for that team. It's the Browns. I think that I think we, I think the team prior to the last three weeks that they've played, that team will show up. And I think the commanders are going to win out. We're going to see all through all four NFC East teams in the playoffs. Man. That would be wow. That would be something. And also, I'd like to revisit my take from a couple weeks ago when I said that it could we we could have a subway series. We could have two New York teams, New York based teams, in the Super Bowl. I take that back. <laughs> I take it back. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can't. Sometimes. The, the season changes, you know, just like that. And you can't – I'm not going to fault you for putting putting your thoughts out there and going with your feelings because that's yeah. what we're supposed to do on this thing. That's what we do. We are, <laughs> we are, we're just – we're just people – we're just guys who love talking football. And sometimes – Sometimes we get a little carried away. Sometimes we get a skosh carried away. <laughs> I mean, after after the first after the first few weeks of the season, Geno was playing like an MVP. You never would have thought that the Seahawks would go zero and four against the NFC South. Yes, I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> Just, it was it was that Germany trip, man. I think that Germany trip. <laughs> I know. Totally sank them. <laughs> So we're going to get out of here, folks. It is just about kickoff in uh, Indianapolis, but we want to remind you before we get out of here to visit our socials right down here below on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. Subscribe. We're at 163 subscribers. We're we're going to fall short of our goal at 200, of getting 200 before the end of the year. That's okay. That's okay. Some 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 goals... We don't go get, for but we go for them, but that's okay. We'll still, we'll reach 200 come hell or high water and hopefully we can go on a trajectory from there on the podcast side. You can always subscribe. Spreaker's our home base, but you can also listen on Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon music, wherever you, whatever podcast platform you are on. Also rate and review five stars is preferred number of stars you can give us. And if you leave a nice review, I might even read it on the air. So for Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. We want to thank you for watching and or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. And we're gonna look, we're gonna, we're gonna have another visit from Annabelle one more time before we wrap up the year. So <laughs> thanks, folks, for listening or watching. We will talk to you again next week. Good night, everybody.
suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 